0: Father, I really do want to get this. I really, really, really want to know You, Father. Really, down deep, I want to really know You. I want victory in my life. I want Your strength in my life. I want Your order in my life. I want peace in my life. (laughs) I want your grace in my life. And God comes back to us and says, Great! I want all of that for you and so much more. I want that for you. If you only knew, God says, if you only knew the plans that I have for you. If you had a clue, the plans that I have all mapped out with your name on it. Here's what you do if you want to get there, God says. Here's what you you do. Here's what I want you to do to get from right here where you are to where I want you to be in this world. He says, first of all, what I want you to do is live in my word. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. As a follower of Christ, my plan is for you to live in my word. You see, it will sustain you, says God speaking. It will strengthen you. It will guide you. It is why I gave it to you. I want it to be a light to your path. I want it to, to be something that you can grab onto. Live in my word. He says then, along the way, take somebody with you. Find somebody that you can be accountable to. Someone that's humble. Someone that's Christ-like. Someone that really wants to grow and have you grow along with them. Take somebody with you. Get it done. You can't do this alone. It never was designed for you to walk the journey all by yourself. Don't trust in your own understanding, God says. Trust in me, yes. But find someone else or a small group that you can get into and, and that they can help you and, and others come to become the person that I'm longing for you to become. He says, and on the journey, God says, while you're on the journey, He says, don't pass up opportunities to serve. He said, I didn't give you what I've given you. I didn't gift you for your own pleasure or comfort. I gave you what I gave you. I gifted you in the way that you are gifted so that you could serve So that I can use you along the way to serve others. God, I want to get this. I want to know you. Okay, serve others along the way. God says, when I see you serving others, I'm proud of you. I brag on you. When I see you doing selfless acts of service to others, it really pleases me. Because that's what I want my body, my family to do. Serve others along the way. And by the way, talk to me, God says. You want to get from from here to there? Talk to me. Spend time in communication with me. Stay connected. See, there are serious pitfalls out there. We all know that. You all know that. God says, I can help you with that. Talk to me. Communicate with me. That's how I planned it. That you and I would have intimate communication on a daily basis all day long. Talk to me. Pray. You see, there really are things that you can do. This is me talking now. There really are things that, that you can do to grow in your faith. Practical things. There are things that, that you can do to get this. To wrap your arms around this. What God's calling us to become. We, you know, there's really are, there really are ways that we can plug into God. There are simple ways. Simple things that are available to, available to us free of charge. Simple things that work. Bible study. Accountability. Service. Intercession or prayer. And today, we come to this. Community. The basics... always end with community. The basics always result in community. The simple definition of community is people that are living in the same area and have common interests. It's a real simple definition. kind of describes us here in the Fort Wayne area, people living in the same area with similar interests. But, but what about the Christian community? Or more specifically than that, in that context, the Grace Point community. Well, what about that? Well, you see, the Grace Point community, like the Fort Wayne community, is similar. We live in the same area, and we, as we gather to worship God, have common, similar interests. But it goes farther than that. You see, when community happens here, or at any church, any body of believers, when community happens here, it is the fulfillment of God's plan for our lives, in part. See, it was God's plan for His children to live in kingdom community, right here on this earth. Communities that He could use to bless others. Communities of love and forgiveness. And blessing in a world that so desperately wants to see something that's true. Something that works. Something that's genuine and honest. Community. Remember, God's plan for His people is making Christ-like disciples. It's what God longs to have happen in and through the body of Christ. Making Christ-like disciples. Or influencing others for Christ. In large part, this happens when people see God's will and His way lived out by His people in community. Following God the way God intended as a group of people. God God wants that to happen to bless others. Loving. Loving forgiving, accepting. A community like that called the church. Do we get it right? Sometimes, sometimes not. But when we're clipping along, as God intended us to clip along as the church, He uses us. And people say, look how they love one another. I want to be part of that, they say. Or they say, look how they forgive one another. Oh, I wish I could be in a community that just is forgiving, they say. Look how they accept one another. I'm a little off. I'm a little strange, but look how they accept people like me. Oh, I would long for somebody to accept me, to come up and just hug me and say, I love you. Look how they accept one another. Look what a blessing they are to one another. Just by showing up and looking each other in the eye and and, and recognizing and realizing that that we are people that are called by God and we're going down the same path and we embrace each other and just are in community with each other, that's just a blessing. Look at that. And people are drawn. That's God's plan. It's what we all long for. And when it's happening... God says, come on over here. Hang out with my people. They'll love you. They'll accept you. They won't push you away. Doesn't matter how you look, how you smell, how you act. Doesn't matter. Come on in. We'll accept you. That's what God wants to do. As we are living in community, kingdom community, it's God's plan. Community, God-blessed, God-pleasing, always comes at the end of the basics. Way over in Genesis chapter 12, God is calling Abram. Now, Abram becomes Abraham, but in this chapter, he's still Abram. God calls Abram. God is calling Abram out for his purposes, for God's purposes. Listen to what God says to Abram in chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. All peoples of the earth, Abraham, will be blessed by you. In these verses, there is a calling. Leave your country and go. There is a promise. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. And there is a purpose. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. A calling, a promise, and a purpose. Now, my Bible also says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God is calling us to do the same thing today. And he gives us a call, a promise, and a purpose to us too, as his people. Now, Abram was not only to receive a blessing, but he was to be a blessing. Not only to be blessed by God, but to become a blessing to others. Perhaps I could even say that God blessed Abram mainly, mostly, to be a blessing to other people. See, Abram wasn't blessed by God just for his personal pleasure or comfort. God didn't bless Abraham with all the things he blessed him with so that Abraham could be wealthy and, and, and highly thought of in his community and comfortable. God blessed Abram and his children and his children's children and on and on in order to bless others. All the peoples of the earth, in fact. And God wants to do that in and through community today. Use us, His people, to bless others. Community. It's people coming together like you and me. It's interacting together. It's people being in relationship together with all of its challenges. And what God wants to do is He wants to take us, you know, just ordinary folk, just like everybody else. We, we we have we're we're people that sometimes we have personality conflicts in here. Sometimes somebody rubs us the wrong way. Just like just like anywhere else when you get a group of people together. And what God wants to do is He wants to show others how we deal with those kinds of things in the body of Christ. Community. It's people being in relationship together with all of its challenges, and God saying, See, that's how it's supposed to be done. God using that community to bless others and draw people to His side. God is still calling and saying this today. I want to bless people through you. Through you. And well, what might that look like in the community of believers? What, what might that look like? A kingdom community, if you will, a, a body of believers Laser-focused on the basics. What might that look like? Well, there's a snapshot of it, I believe, in First Peter chapter three. First Peter, chapter three, verse eight. you turn there with me, follow along on the screen as I read this one verse. First Peter, chapter three, verse eight. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. See, Peter was writing to God's people scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now, that's a large swath of land. And there there were many followers of God throughout that area. And God says, all of you do this. He didn't say just pastors. He didn't say just board members or church leaders or Sunday school teachers. He lopped them all in the one bunch and said, all of you, everyone that follows Christ, be involved in this. Look like this. Do this. The first thing Peter says that it looks like to be a community, kingdom community, is to live in harmony with one another. Now you know, as well as I do, that harmony goes two ways. If I'm trying to live in harmony with you, and you don't want to live in harmony with me, doesn't sound real good. Doesn't look good. So we have a body of believers, a body of 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 Christ here, a community, kingdom community, where both all people are trying, by the grace of God, to live in to live in harmony with each other. Interesting thing about harmony. It happens. When two or more people are singing different notes. So see, in the body, we're not always singing the same note. But we're always on the same page. And that page is often, in large part, making Christ-like disciples. You see... We're living in harmony. We're asking God, by Your grace, Lord, help us to live in harmony with one another because we understand that God wants to use us to bless the nations even. God intends to use us to bless others. So we don't all do what God is calling us to do in the same way. But when you put it all together, it sounds beautiful. It's called harmony. Peter says kingdom community looks like people living in harmony with one another. One way that happens is by God's grace. We don't come through that door with a chip on our shoulder. Somebody say amen. We come through that door with a chip on our shoulder, whatever it is, our enemy has us right where he wants us. You see, we pray about this stuff. We say, God, would you help me live in harmony with my brothers and sisters? Or maybe a specific brother or sister that we have a problem with? God, you know, I know that you want to use us, but don't let me be the, 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 the weak link. Don't let me be the the one that's gumming up the works. Lord, help me to live in harmony. We pray about that kind of stuff because kingdom community is when people live in harmony with one another. Next thing Peter says that happens in kingdom community is it's a group of people being sympathetic with each other. Sympathetic. You see, it matters to me what's happening in your life, good or bad. I I sympathize with you. I I try to understand what's going on in your life so I can better minister to you. Same Same way with each other. We are a group of people that are sympathetic. See, kingdom community people genuinely care about each other. And it shows. We even ask God... Often to help us understand what we're going through. What is my brother or my sister going through? Lord, I need to understand that. I want to be someone that you can count on to be sympathetic in the body. Because I know, Lord, others people are watching and you want to use us to bless. And you want to show them that that's how it's supposed to happen. Sympathetic. Our sympathetic hearts make our first inclination. I've said this before, and it is key. Our first, our sympathetic hearts make our first inclination when dealing with others in the kingdom community. Prayer, not criticism. Prayer, not criticism. Sympathetic. In the kingdom community that God wants to use to bless others, even other nations... Wow, how cool is that? Our habit is to give each other a break. All right, I'll say it. Amen. To give each other a break. To Not to jump to conclusions about what you meant or what I thought you said. And before I know the whole story, I spread it around. No. No, no, no. We don't do that because we're we're, we're, we're the kingdom community. This is people that God wants to use to bless. Well, you don't know, Pastor Chuck, how the church has hurt me. Okay, shame on the church, but let's move forward here. God has a plan for a group of people that that come together and form His family. God has a plan for us. He wants to use us to bless. We are sympathetic people. Now, I didn't say pathetic. Hear me now. Sympathetic people. See, this is what kingdom community looks like. Peter goes on to say, we we love as brothers and sisters. Love as family because that's what we are. We're God's family. We should act like it. We should love like it. Love as brothers. You know, when, when true love is happening, God's love should be all over this place. In increasing measure. Don't you think? God's love I mean. God's love. Let me ask you a question. Now now seriously answer me. At least in your mind. Seriously. Do you believe God's love can change the world? Sometimes I have my doubts. How many of us really believe that? Because. I only give it lip service and all of that, but I wonder how many of us really believe that God's love flowing in and through a person can actually change the world. Maybe I have the advantage in that because I saw it happen on a daily basis with my own eyes when I lived in Russia. How God's love coming down on somebody that was an atheist, had no intention of following God, and he changed their lives. And I go, wow, this stuff is cool. It works. God's love can change the world. Do we believe that? You know, here, Let me give you an example. Let's talk about marriage and divorce for just a minute. You ever heard anybody say that the statistics of divorce in the church are similar, if not exactly like the divorce statistics outside the church? Have you ever heard that? Are you like me? Does that really bother you? Because you see, God's love can change a life. So. When God's love comes into someone's heart and changes their heart, their whole perspective is different. The way they look at things are different, even including their marriage. Isn't that right? Isn't that supposed to be the way it is? Well, Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story is this. Statistics show Different statistics, different surveys that I've read show that when a, when both husband and wife, listen now, listen closely, when both husband and wife in a Christian marriage consistently spend intimate time with God, individually and as a couple, when they consistently spend time with God, or you could say when they're focused on the basics, their divorce rate is less than 5%. Hello. Now we're talking. Personally, I think 5% is too high. But now we're getting close. Why is it that two people that are intimately connected to God and happen to be intimately connected to each other rarely, if ever, divorce? Why is that? Because the basics work. This works. I have never, ever... Had a couple sit in my office talking to me about their crumbling marriage. I've never, ever, ever had those two people sit there that one of them was not following God, was not intimately connected. At least one of them, maybe both of them, were not laser focused on the basics. You see, folks, there really are things that you can do. To grow in your faith. There really are things that you can do to to get from here where we are now to where God wants us to be. There really are. Peter says, Love as brothers. How do we love as brothers and sisters? It's when we are intimately connected to the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branches. And we're connected when we are intimately involved and laser-focused on these things. Because they work. It's proven. Over and over again. It's proven. Therefore, that being true, young folks, you got to be careful who you marry. Hi, Brittany. Good, I didn't see you. Good to see you, girl. Okay. College girls. You especially, you too, especially, you be very careful who you marry. Promise me, Brittany. Katie, promise me you'll be okay. Very, very careful. Because hey, let's go with the statistics. I mean, if I can do something, uh, I don't know if this sounds right. If I can do something that will raise the level of the possibility of my marriage working. Don't you think you would want to do it? And it starts with being careful, girls, being careful. And then once you're married, decide before you get married and early on in your marriage that we are going to be a family that focuses on the basics because it works. This is what kingdom community looks like, Peter said. Be compassionate. It's people being compassionate. And when we're like that, you know what we do? We take an offering for people in another part of the world to help them rebuild their lives, and $15,000 comes in from you. Somebody say praise the Lord. I mean, that's compassion. We need to do that here, too. There are actually people that are connected to this church right now that are struggling in many ways, and all they need is a boost. All they need is a little help. In some cases, more than a little help. To get them over the hump. As compassionate people, we need to respond in some ways. Peter said that's what the picture is of the community. They're compassionate. And finally, Peter says, a picture of the community, kingdom community, is those folks are humble. I don't know about you, but I'm amazed at how often the word humble comes up. In the Bible. You, it, you, might, you might get the idea that it's important to God or something. Here's what I believe for what it's worth. No one can be all that God's calling them to be unless they're humble. How many times does humble show up? If my people who are called by my name will... Humble themselves and pray. Here's one. Be completely humble and gentle. Or the Lord sustains the humble. Or the Lord gives grace to the humble. Or whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Humble, humble, humble. Humble. It's the core of a servant. I'll wash your feet. I'd be happy to wash your feet. Recently heard about a a pastor that went to a new church. There was a lady on the roll, Sister So-and-so, I don't even know. Very old lady. She said to the people in the office, she said, I'm going to go see Sister So-and-so. They go, oh, she's mean. You know, be be prepared. Brace yourself. She's mean. That's all right. I'll go. This this lady pastor, by the way, went in to see Sister So and So. Sister So and So was mean. She's sitting there growling at the pastor, and this old lady says, "Cut my toenails." Says what? Cut my toenails. All right. She put her shriveled little feet in her lap and took 30 minutes cutting her toenails. Finished. Pastor said, Anything else I can do for you, sister? She said, Would you hold me? It's been so long since somebody just held me. Pastor went around and Sat down by the lady and held her like a baby. Lady wept. That is a picture of the kingdom. I guess the question is which community has the most influence on you these days? Is it school? Is it neighbors? Is it work? Is it family? What community has the most influence on you? Brothers and sisters, church isn't perfect because it's got people like you and me in it. Church isn't perfect, but we've got to get more of the kingdom community into our lives. That's how we grow. That's how we help each other. Sometimes people come into the church New people, they come into the church and they'll be sitting here for two, three months, and they'll say, "You know, nobody really says anything to me. Few people shake my hand. You know I just don't feel like I connect here. Now the first thing I want to say is shame on the church, because people like that, we ought to be all over them. But the second thing I want to say to those folks, maybe there's some sitting here today, that've been here a couple of months. Nobody's really said much to you. It's a two-way street. You need to get involved. You need to become part of the community. Take some initiative. Jump in. In your bulletin today, there's a new option. There's others. There's a new option. Dinner for eight. It's just another way that we're trying to help people connect. Because this community needs to influence you and others. Are we perfect? No. No. but it's kingdom community. Lord, Father, what's it mean for us to walk into this place and call it our church? What's that mean? What should it mean, Lord, when when we're disappointed sometimes with this place. What do we do, Lord? Would You teach us what it means to be a kingdom, community? We all need it. We all need You. We need You to guide us, Father. And I pray this morning that You would impress upon us more than any other time in our lives that the basics really work. The basics really work. Would you help us to be laser-focused on them, Lord, so that you can speak into our lives and mold us into the people that you're longing for us and calling us to be? Oh, God. Use us to bless the world. In Jesus' name. At the end of our service this morning, we are going to do the most special thing we can do to illustrate community, to demonstrate community. We are going to come around the Lord's table. We're going to have the elements of the Lord's Supper passed out. We're going to partake together. So those that are coming They're going to be coming to pass out the elements. Come at this time.